Those who are able, if you would, stand on your feet. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. What a wonderful, blessed privilege it is for us to be in the house of the Lord. I am so delighted and so elated to see so many of you all in the house right now. Just a few things we want to share with you before we get started. To those that are watching us this morning on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you. So do me this favor. If you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. You can tag people you want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and text this link to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in the chat window to share this experience with others. And also do me one more favor. Wherever you're watching us from, if you would, just put in your location. We want to know where you're checking us out, be it in Charlotte, be it in Raleigh, be it in St. Louis, be it in Chicago. We have people that are watching us all over the country. So would you do me this favor and do God the pleasure. Put your hands together as Minister Jeffrey Stevenson comes and lead us in worship. Come on, come on, come on. Let's give God some praise in this place. It is the first Sunday in November. I believe somebody said I've almost made it another year. I wasn't sure if I was going to be here, but bless the name of God, I am here. The psalmist tells us, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. If you're in the sanctuary and you are in your red bottoms or your Stacy Adams, you've got breath in your lungs. If you are watching us virtually and you are in your PJs in a bonnet or you are sitting there in a t-shirt, the psalmist does not qualify you based on what you are wearing, but rather the breath that's in your lungs. So I believe that while you've got breath in your lungs, you should be giving God some praise in this place. Come on, come on, put those holy hands together today. Join us in our opening hymn this morning.
somebody said that's just a declarative statement that I'm saved, saved, saved. Somebody should just be glad about that today. Amen, amen, amen. For those who are watching or engaging with us online, if you would do us the favor and just drop a selfie right in the chat, if you would also let us know exactly where you're watching us from today. Our scripture lesson comes from Proverbs, the 15th chapter, beginning at the first verse. And it reads, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Somebody say, read that one more time. But the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perseverance in it breaks the spirit. Let us go to God right now. Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. First of all, God, we just come before you just to say thank you. Thank you, God, for just being the God of our life. Thank you, God, for bringing us through another week, God, of, but not allowing us to see any hurt, harm, or danger, but bringing us back into this place, into the sanctuary, those who are in the house, but also those who are watching us virtually. We just want to say thank you. And God, right now, we're just asking that you would just step through time and through space, God, and saturate the air that is in this place, God. Saturate someone's living room. Saturate someone's bedroom, God. Right where we're at, God, just saturate the air around us, God. Fill this place with your spirit, God. Because we can't do anything until you come, God. But we're knowing, believing, and expecting you to be with us. Be with your people today, God. It is in your son's name that we do pray and give all thanks. Amen. You may be seated. Of all the praise, 
on the keyboard, but for you to do what David said, to open up your mouth and let your mouth be your instrument behind that mess. If you could just look. Get up, finish the course. He's already worked out the details for your arrival. And while you're walking in the direction of your future, trust God when people talk about you. Trust God when you don't have all the details. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Let me try that again for the folks in the back. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same hour, God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Let me try that one more time for the Holy Ghost. If I was talking about the Carolina Panthers, that would be all right, but I'm talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lord. Someone even says he's the winner of winners and he is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just take a little time and just lift up your hands and just, if you could just think of one thing that God has done for you, can you celebrate that right now? Just one thing, just, just one thing, just one thing, just one thing. I know some of you all got more than one thing. You got two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred, a thousand. But if I could just get you to think of one thing that the Lord has done. And if you could just celebrate and give God the praise, the praises unto you. The praises unto you. Let me try that one more time. The praises unto you. The praises unto you. The praises, if you're watching me online, I, I, I know you may not be in the house on Zoom and on Facebook and YouTube, but in your living room, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, lift up your hands and celebrate the God that is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Be seated if you can. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, disciples of St. Paul. And to those that are visiting with us, if you are a first-time guest, just want you to do me this favor. First-time guest, would you just hold up your hand in the house? If this is the first time you've come to St. Paul, would you hold up your hand right now? Any first-time guest, first-time guest? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in worship. Normally, we will get up and come and hug you and, 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 and speak to you and things like that. But I know the introverts in this place love this moment right now. Amen. So you're not going to be crowded, but we are certainly delighted and elated that you have taken time out to be with us in worship. Amen. 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 Just uh, a few uh, observations I want to share with you as we move forward as far as our worship experience is concerned. First of all, just want to let you know that we're going to be doing a Thanksgiving giveaway. We're partnering with the Belmont Community uh, Thanksgiving Food Basket Giveaway. We're asking that you will bring 10 items on either Saturday, November the 13th, after the Men of Valor virtual meeting, or next Sunday, November the 14th, during our worship experience. Here are the items we need uh, as far as canned items is, are concerned. Green beans. 
collard greens, corn, sweet potatoes, carrots, cranberry sauce, and condensed soup, uh, chicken, mushroom, and celery. Box items, cornbread, stuffing mix, bisquick biscuits, uh, instant potatoes, and rice. And our giveaway date is going to be uh, Saturday, November the 20th. Uh, and please note as we prepare for this event that the St. Paul Food Pantry will only be open for distribution on Wednesday, November the 10th. That's this week from 8 a.m. to noon. So on uh, next Sunday, if you're coming into worship, bring 10 of those items. We're going to do what we would normally call uh, our tithing uh, example. And uh, we're going to bring the 10 items, place them on the Lord's table, and the rest we will place around the Lord's table like we have done in the past. All right? Just also want to remind you that this week, this week, this Thursday, my good friend and fraternity brother, the presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, Bishop Joseph Walker III, will be with us for our Thankful Thursday services. And he is a preacher par excellence. If you've never heard of him, uh, all you need to do is go Google him on uh, the Internet and you will find out who Bishop Joseph Walker III is. He is the great pastor of the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. He's going to be with us on this Thursday. And I want to say we got uh, our thing for Thursday got kicked off to a great start this past Thursday. My nephew, Reverend Dr. Willie Dwayne Francois III, preached the horns off of Billy Gold and the socks off of Mosquito. Amen. That's my country coming out. Amen. He blessed us in a tremendous way. And we're looking forward to the Lord taking us even higher this week. So join us as far as our worship and services concerned. We invite you to come in person. But if not, check us out on our various platforms as far as that's concerned. Also, just want to let you know that TNT, we're still doing TNT at noon. And it will be replayed on Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. So uh, we will go noon on Thursday and then 7 o'clock on Friday um, as far as the replay is concerned. Again, I want to remind you that Kaya Charlotte is going to be on a different day in November. It's going to be on Tuesday, November the 23rd at 7 o'clock p.m. And the topic of this month is God's grace and mercy. And what's the difference between grace and mercy? So join um, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson, uh, Sister Ashley Jones, Rosier, and me as we talk about grace and mercy. Also, middle school and high school midweek Bible study has moved to a new date. We hope that your child will be able to join us on Tuesday, November the 9th from 7 to 8 o'clock as we get, as Reverend Peyton C. says, this party started again. And SML for our kids and teens will be taking place this afternoon at 2 o'clock p.m. Also, just want to let you all know that we have started uh, what we call Sermon Conversations. Uh, you can sign up for Sermon Conversations. It's a small group discussion of my weekly sermons. Continue. It's not too late to take a deeper dive into the preached word. Each week, group gathers to uh, wrestle with the important principles shared in the sermons, and it lasts for about 60 minutes or less. And so if you want to uh, join those iConnect groups, check out our church website. You can join using Zoom, or you can dial into a group. If you need registration, contact Reverend Brenda Richardson uh, here at the church, either uh, via email or give her a call here at the church. Amen. 
As we move forward, as far as our time of prayer is concerned, we have uh, a lot of prayer concerns that we want to uh, present before you. And as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, the family of Brother Marvin Mackey, he's the brother of disciple Mary Mackey Brown. Services will be held this Wednesday at uh, November the 10th at Richmond Funeral Home. The viewing is at noon and the services will be at 1. We also want to lift up the family of Brother Vance McGee. He is the brother of sister uh, disciple Claudia Moses. Those services will be held on uh, Thursday, November the 11th at Knox Grove Baptist Church in Cleveland, North Carolina. And also got word that uh, one of uh, Deacon Nate Chambers' brother has passed. And we want to keep him and his family lifted up in prayer. Also got an email, uh, not well, a message on our Facebook messenger. Uh, Brother Keith Cobb's mother has asked for prayer as well. We want to also continue to lift up Sister Artie Clyburn, uh, our pastor emeritus, Dr. Paul Drummond and his wife, Sister Thomasina Drummond, Reverend Grace Ridgeway, Deacon Michael Underwood. We also want to lift up Deacon Ted Pearson and his wife, Deacon Arvette Pearson, as both of them had surgery this past week. And there are names that will be scrolling up and down on our prayer list that we ask that you will take to the Lord in prayer. We want to continue to lift up Deacon Jacqueline Brown as she continues to heal and the Lord continues to bring her back to wellness. I'm going to ask that uh, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson will take us to the throne of grace at this time. Let us go to God. Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now, God. Before we ask anything, God, we first just want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for just keeping us. But God, there's been some names that have called that have faced some losses. God, we ask that you would just take those families, God, and just wrap them in your loving arms and let them know that you're still the God of their life. Comfort them, God, in only the way that you can. God, there'll be times in the midnight hour where they'll cry out for those who they've lost, God. It's, it's at those moments that they need you the most. Be with them, God. God, for those who are in the hospital, for those who have had surgery, God, we ask that you would just be with them in their homes, be with them in their hospital rooms, God. Because we still are a people of faith and we still believe, trusting and knowing that it is in your stripes that we are still here. So we declare healing right now. God, for there are some people right now who are watching us and those who are in the building, God, who have found themselves in some dry places, but we still know that you're able to create rivers even in dry lands. There were those who find themselves in the wilderness, God, but we know that you can still create highways even in the wilderness places. Be with your people, God. For as we look around this world that is still dealing with a pandemic. But we still trust, know, and believe, God, that you're still able. 
No matter what's on the news, no matter what's going on in Washington, God, you're still a. We don't put our trust in man, but we put our trust in you. Be with your people today, God. It's in your son's name that we do believe and declare all these things. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Your people say amen, God, because we believe it, God. Amen. If you really believe your prayer is being answered right now, can you celebrate and give God what I call a preemptive praise? Let's give God a preemptive praise. Let me try that one more time. Let's give God a preemptive praise. If you believe your prayer is answered. Thank you, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson, for that wonderful, wonderful, inspiring prayer. Beloved, it is offering time. It is offering time. It is offering time. It is offering time. And what I want to do is I want to challenge us today to give not out of what we feel to be compulsion, but I want us to give out of a place of gratitude. Gratitude, gratefulness. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to shock somebody. But if you feel you have nothing to thank God for, don't give. Let me say that again. If you feel like God hasn't done anything for you, if you don't have anything to be grateful to God for, don't give. But if you know that the Lord has been more than gracious and kind to you, If you know that, 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 that God has blessed you beyond measure, I want you to give at the point of you feeling that gratefulness, that gratitude. Because what I've discovered is that you can't be grateful and stingy. Can't be grateful and stingy. Can't be grateful and stingy. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I don't believe I see a stingy person in the house yet. Because I know there are grateful people that are in the house. And so as we prepare to give, this is what I want you to do. If you want to, you can mail your cash or check to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. You can give through our church website, through ACS or uh, Church Life. Uh, you can bring your check, cash, or money order to the church. Just call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. Or you can give through the app called Givelify. You can download that app to your smart device, and in three clicks, you can give. And if you have a physical offering, in just a moment, you can place your physical offering in the basket on the row in front of you. So before we give, if you wouldn't mind, if you're able, place your offering in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now and we want to say thank you. We give this morning from a position of gratitude. And God, as we give right now, we pray that you will bless these offerings. Bless them in a Godful way. For those who are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings, we say thank you. For those who are stretching their faith and growing in that direction, we give you praise. 
And then, God, for those who feel like they don't have anything to give, would you continue to tenderize their hearts and minds and show them they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try? Take these gifts of ours and multiply them so that through the tribe of St. Paul, we can continue to do your worship, your work, your witness, and have your word shared. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have a physical offering, there's a basket on the row in front of you. You don't even have to touch it. Just drop it in that basket and our count team will receive them. Amen. Thank you so very, very much. God bless you.
wanna be where you are. I wanna be where you are. I gotta be where you are. I wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where you are.
We have one of the most gifted music ministries in all of creation. Thank you to our incredible music ministry for their gift of song that they have offered up and have set a wonderful atmosphere for us to experience the move of God in this place. Thank you all so very, very much. I want to be where you are, Lord. Yes. I want to be where you are, Lord. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We want to continue uh, the series of sermons entitled Becoming a Better You. Uh, we want to turn to James chapter 3. And we want to look at verses 1 through 12. Uh, this sermon might get me in trouble today. But I'm hoping the Lord show hell my have my back right now. James three, starting at verse one, it reads like this from the New King James Version. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. 
If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large, they are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among the members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, a reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man, no woman, no boy, no girl can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude or the same image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. Brothers and sisters, these things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh water. I'm going to get in trouble for this message I'm getting ready to announce, but my subject is watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. We have hurt or been hurt by something that has been said. If we're honest about the stuff that has happened in our lives, we must candidly admit our self-esteem has been shaped by something someone said a long time ago that embedded itself into our cognitive consciousness. Words were spoken either positively or negatively, that propelled us on a journey because those words became what we thought about ourselves. Those words gave shape to our current reality. A parent, a spouse, a friend, a child, an enemy, a co-worker, a school buddy, says something to either encourage you or tear you down. And many of us don't realize the effect words have on our lives, on our self-esteem, and on the existence of others in our space. You all have heard the cliche, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a wonderful saying for getting you out of a fight, but it is not the truth. While sticks and stones may break our bones, we must admit that words can hurt. Words will hurt. 
Words do hurt. This mouth of ours can say some things that will reach places sticks and stones can't touch. Words touch the very psyche of our being. Words can forge the heart of our consciousness. Words can reveal our purpose. Words can derail our destiny. Words will influence our future. Words are the tools of the divine to speak blessings. And words are the device of the demonic to speak curses. For many, our mouths have engaged in what I call self-mutilation. Our words have created negative self-fulfilling prophecies. We get what we have said because we've let our thoughts defeat us. Our thoughts gave birth to negative ideas. Our negative ideas got translated into negative words. Those negative words were spoken into the atmosphere and through our words, our actions followed suit. Therefore, Paul was correct when he said we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And once we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, our words have the capacity to change. And this is very important because we must understand when Paul says in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, how we ought to be renewed by the transforming of our minds and how we ought to have the mind of Christ in us. Our thoughts become our words. And if we're not careful, negative thoughts produce negative words with negative consequences and negative ramifications. Most of us don't even realize our words, our mouths, this tongue have powerful influence in our lives. When we speak, we're giving life to what we are saying, be it good or bad. And since you and I are made in the image and likeness of God, we have similar capacities and capabilities when it comes to our words. Remember, when God moved upon the face of the deep, within the chaos of nothingness, God did not use God's hands to create the universe. God spoke it into existence. Genesis informs us with these pregnant, powerful, purposeful, and prescient words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the spirit of the God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And after God finished creating the universe and even the planet earth, God declared it to be good and very good. Since you and I possess the essence of the divine within us, we must realize that our words have power beyond our wildest imagination. Some of us are in the position we are in because of our words. Our words have power of opposite polarity, positive and negative. Words are the seeds that germinate within the gardens of our minds. That's why some of us have rosy talk and while other of us have thorn and thistle talk. And if we're not careful, our words will take on a life of their own. When you focus on the positive aspect of words, then your life will move in that direction. 
But if all you do is talk negatively, then your life will yield poor results. You, my brothers and sisters, cannot speak words of defeat and expect to live victoriously. You, you, you cannot speak words of death and expect to have life more abundantly. You, you, you cannot speak words of failure and expect to reap success. You, you, you cannot speak words of poverty and expect to prosper. You, you cannot speak words of cursing and expect to get a blessing. Because ultimately, you will reap what you sow. God, I feel like preaching right now. Therefore, it's imperative for us, beloved, to understand the power of the tongue. Uh, Proverbs uh, 18, 21 puts it like this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. By the way you talk, you create an atmosphere for either good or evil. And you got to live with those consequences. Can I preach it the way that I feel it? In other words, if you're always murmuring, always complaining, always moaning, always fussing, always cussing, always belly aching, always whining, always grumbling, always fault finding, always playing the victim, always talking about how bad things are, then you're going to create a hellhole for your life. If you hang around people who are always crabby and argumentative and don't have anything good to say, then that negativity is going to become part of your spirit. And you will find yourself behaving the way they talk. That's why you got to learn how to surround yourself with some positive people who's got something going on in their lives. This is why you should be around people who got something worthy to contribute to your environment. You got to have somebody in your life who can talk you off the ledge when you want to do something silly or stupid. Too many of us use words to describe our negative situation. But if we look at the power our words have, I believe God wants us to use our words to change our situation. In other words, stop talking about your problem and start talking about a solution. Let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. For those that are watching me on Zoom, on Facebook, on YouTube, put this in the chat. If the Bible says if we speak to the mountain, somebody going to get this. I see two people got it already. If you speak to the mountain and tell the mountain to be moved, the Bible says by faith it will be moved. In other words, stop telling God how big your mountain is and start telling your mountain how big your God is. Some of us start need to start doing what I call mountain talk. 
Yeah, you got a big mountain, but your God is bigger than your mountain. Yes, you got a big problem, but God is bigger than your problem. Yes, you got big enemies, but God is bigger than your enemy. Somebody here need to learn how to engage in what I call mountain talk. Your mountain may be a finance. Your mountain may be sickness. Your mountain may be an enemy. Your mountain may be a disease. Your mountain may be marital problems. Your mountain may be crazy kids. Your mountain may be outrageous trait, folks. Your mountain may be an unruly spouse. But I dare you to start talking to your mountain and watch God move the mountain in your life. Can I tell y'all that when you look at the Bible, that's what we see in the Bible. David did mountain talk. Even before that scripture was ever uttered, David did mountain talk. You remember he was fighting against Goliath and Goliath was talking all that smack, how he was going to break David down. But David did some mountain talk. David says, you come with me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. That's what Daniel did. Daniel did some mountain talk. When he was thrown in the lion's den, his enemy said he disobeyed the king's commandment by praying to his God. But Daniel said, my God sent an angel to deliver me. Dave, Daniel did mountain talk. That's what the three Hebrew boys did when the king threw them into the fiery furnace because they would not bow down. He said, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. They did not bow down. He told his workers to make the fiery furnace seven times hotter than it was before. And the Hebrew boys said, listen, brother Nebuchadnezzar, do what you must the God we serve that's mountain talk y'all is well able to deliver us but here's the real mountain talk but even if he does not we still will not bow down do I have anybody in here that know that every now and then you got to do some mountain talk in your reality and watch your talk change your condition too many of us I've been guilty of it. We focus so much on the negative, then we do the positive. And since we focus on the negative, we talk about the negative the most. This is what James is helping us to understand in our situation. In his letter, James tells the teachers, the teachers, the teachers, that they're going to be judged harsher because of their words. Now, Now, James ain't talking about the Sunday school teacher. But but James is really referring to those who were rabbis and those who were teachers of the assembly. This would be like your pastors back during that day. But let me, if I could, translate it into today's uh, venue and help us to understand that anybody that has any influence, you're going to be held to a higher standard. Then, Then James talks about that tongue. And James compares it to six small but powerful items. James calls the tongue a bit, and a bit is placed in a horse's mouth and used to control its direction. James calls the tongue a rudder. A rudder is a small piece of wood or steel, but it can control the biggest boat in the midst of a storm. James compares the tongue to fire. He talks about how a little spark can destroy a lot of territory. James compares the tongue to poison and a little poison can take you out. James equates the 
tongue to a spring and fig tree. He says that just as a spring can only produce one type of water and a tree can only produce one type of fruit, so your words produce whatever it speaks. In other words, if you speak evil, evil will come. But if you speak good, sooner or later, good will come. Our words, our tongues, our mouths, beloved, have gotten a lot of us in some serious trouble. Our mouths, our tongues, our words have written checks, our accounts cannot cash. Therefore, James admonishes us in this passage. We have people with hurt feelings, low self-esteem and misguided purposes based on words spoken to them about them. And we have taken in so much negative information until it has become the base of our formation. Hear me and hear me well. Here's a tweetable. Put this in the chat. Information leads to formation. We insist on saying negative things about our lives. We denigrate ourselves and others with our words. Parents have affected their children with negative words and demeaning phrases. Spouses have demeaned their mates by cussing and calling them everything but a child of God. Pastors have denigrated congregations by beating them up from the pulpit. Church folks have devalued their pastors with negative comments to others in the community and in the congregation. Employers have degraded their employees by saying they lack certain competencies to do a job. Employees have dishonored their employers with foul gossip. So James comes before us this morning to help us with our mouths because we are killing ourselves and others around us. And so I'm here to let you know that James wants us to watch our mouths. And why is it important for you and for me to watch our mouths? Here it is. First of all, we must understand that with authority comes responsibility. And, and that's in verses 1 through 5. With authority comes responsibility. James says, let not many of you become teachers because we're going to be held to a higher standard, a stricter judgment. James is driving home this point, St. Paul, and those that are watching me online, because he wants us to understand you should not ever let a beginner in the faith stand up and teach you anything. Because they don't know anything. The teacher, the pastor, those that are in charge are going to be held to a higher level of accountability. Because what we communicate carries great weight. And too often, you got a lot of preachers and teachers that teach wrong, bad doctrine. We create divisions in the church by what we communicate. Those of us who are in charge and responsible for others must be careful about the words we speak. When we speak negatively to, to someone that we're responsible for, we can discourage them and we can dishearten them. Many children have been destroyed by the negative words parents spoke over them. I remember Minister Stevenson uh, a few days ago, I was in a store. 
Harris Teeter to be exact, and a little child was misbehaving, not to the point of being disruptive, but just wandering off every now and then and getting some candy and getting some chips, getting stuff that mama did not want in the basket. And the mother started cursing that child out. And my spirit just squelched, ranting and raving, calling the child everything but a child of God. All because the child wondered, oh, I mean, she called him all kinds of names. And then we wonder why our children do some of the crazy things that they do. Some parents spoke some of that stuff into existence when you were trying to discipline your child and calling your child everything but a child of God. For those of us who have people we are responsible for, we got to be careful what we say and how we say it. Parents, 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 you must be careful what you say to your child. Because you're speaking to their future. You're talking to their destiny. Leaders, we must be careful what we say to those who serve with us. Because we affect their livelihood. Husbands and wives, you must be careful not to curse each other and belittle each other in arguments. Because your words cannot be taken back. We should not speak destructive words towards anybody, especially toward people over whom we have authority or influence. God is going to hold you accountable for what you say to those individuals under your authority. God is going to judge you by a higher and more strict standard. You should speak positive words that build and encourage, not negative words that tear down and discourage. One thing that I try to do with my staff is I praise in public and I discipline in private. Can, can, can I say this? You, you, can't, you can't go around and berating little Johnny saying he's dumb and won't amount to anything and then expect for him to perform well in school. You, you, you can't talk negatively about Shanae saying she fast and just like her mama and not think she gonna get in any trouble. You can't cuss out your spouse and then expect him or her to be all lovey-dovey. You, you can't sentence folks to hell in the church and expect them to be any good for discipleship. You, you, you can't talk down to students and expect them to perform at a high level of excellence. You can't beat people up with words and think they will respond out of love. The words you speak sow seeds of blessings or cursing into somebody's life. Your mouth your tongue, your words really indicate what's in your spirit. That, that little tongue, in men, the average tongue size is about 3.3 inches. In a woman, the average size is 3.1 inches. Interestingly, that little thing has messed up a whole lot of folks. And here's what I'm getting ready to drop on you as a bombshell. That you and I are going to have to give 
an account. Uh-huh, uh-huh. An account, watch, for everything we say in the judgment. Let me say it again. You and I are going to have to give an account for everything we say in the judgment. All right. Okay. If you don't believe me, listen to Jesus. Jesus said it in Matthew 12, 33 through 37. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil, speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word that men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment for by the words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned I know somebody is now playing back in their minds some stuff you have said not five years ago not five weeks ago not five days ago not five hours ago, but somebody, you got to be honest. It's been five minutes ago. And guess what? I don't care what you say. You got to give an account in the judgment for whatever you say. Oh, God. This, I, know, I know this is a tough word. But, but, but here's why this is so important. Because like the bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship, the tongue is small. But oh my God, it's so powerful. Horses are bigger than you and me. But when you put that small bit in that horse's mouth, you can control it by the reins. And that's why we got to let Jesus be the bit in our mouths. Instead of speaking our every thought that comes to mind, we got to let Jesus be that bit in our mouths. Ships back then were the largest cargo carriers of James Day. That ship was controlled not only by the sails as far as the wind was concerned, but it was ultimately controlled by that small rudder. Small things can do much. And without control of the tongue, your mouth and your words, there can be much destruction. Remember this, the rider controls the bit. Remember this, uh, the rudder controls the boat. Remember this, much authority, much responsibility, more accountability. God is looking for you and for me to understand that when we have authority and influence, God is going to hold us to a higher standard. Now, I really could stop right there, but let me give you this next one. Because you must realize that everything that comes to your mind does not need to come out of your mouth. That's in verses 6 through 8. James wants us to know, not only is the tongue powerful, but the tongue is perverted. A perverted tongue comes from a perverted mind. And James says that the tongue is a fire. 
a world of iniquity. Now, you may not know what iniquity is, but you know what sin is. James is saying that the tongue is a world of sin and can mess up the whole body. And it says that the fire of the tongue is set on fire by the fire of hell. We have been able to tame animals of creation, but we cannot control our tongue. It is filled with evil. It is full of poison. That little 3.1 to 3.0 inch thing in our mouths has messed up a whole lot of lives. But I want you to know that our words, our tongues, our mouths are really reflective of our heart, our thoughts, and our spirit. And this is why you and I need the Holy Spirit to control our mouths. The old folks used to say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Now, let me, if I could, put the hay where the cows can get it. Because I know there are times when people will get on your reserve nerve. They will do you wrong. They will say something or do something that becomes the straw that breaks the camel's back. I know I'm talking to some man, woman, boy, girl who has been maligned and mistreated. There are times when you want to give somebody a piece of your mind and you feel you got a right to tell them off. However, if you're not careful, you will say some things out of anger that you will later regret and you can't take it back. That's why the control of the tongue by the power of the spirit is very important. Let me, something happened to me at my first church in Durham, North Carolina, the Zion Temple United Church of Christ. And I discovered then that the Holy Ghost is real. I remember that the deacon summoned me to my office because of something I had said in a church conference meeting that was true. And they didn't like that I said it, but it was true. And so the deacon summoned me to my office. And at the time, I'm about 20 four years old, summoned me to the office. I had just preached a sermon, and my church was small, so if you had one person to join, that was something to shout about. We had five people to join. Isn't it interesting that after a high time of worship, it seemed like the enemy will come after you? Um, and, and I discovered, I discovered the Holy Ghost real. Uh, uh, I'm sitting down at my desk, still got my robe on, and the deacons, they start going in on me. And then one deacon, I shall not call his name because somebody might be kidding to him. Uh, One deacon said to me, who you think you are? You young whippersnapper from Duke. You trying to come in here and tell us what to do? You don't know nothing about pastoring. I was fine with him saying all that behind the desk. But then something got in him and he got froggy. And he got up and he came from where he was sitting all the way around to my side of the desk and was putting his finger in my face. Talking about, you don't know what you're doing. I discovered that the Holy Ghost is real. Because you all, I stood up in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. 
I didn't even look at him. I said, sir, just like this, please don't raise your voice at me. Don't point your finger at me. Please respect the office of the pastor. I said, now, if you all want to continue this conversation, we can, but we will not continue this conversation with this type of attitude. You all can leave my office. And I sat back down. They stood up. Chairman of the deacons said, well, pastor, we're done with this. Just don't let it happen no more. And then one of the deacons came up to me and said, today, pastor, you grew 10 feet in my eyesight. The Holy Ghost had left them. I said, why you didn't stand up for me? But can I tell y'all what happened when I got home, when the Holy Ghost was really, really gone for me? I started thinking about what happened to me and all the stuff I wanted to say. Don't tell me the Holy Ghost won't keep you if you don't want to be kept. Because I believe I'm talking to somebody that know the Holy Ghost is for real, for real, for real. And the Holy Ghost will do more than make you shout, jump, cut the food, run up and down the aisle. Anybody know that the Holy Ghost is real when you wanted to cuss somebody out, when you wanted to go off on somebody, when you wanted to show somebody how smart you were, you wanted to demonstrate you weren't going to take their mess no more, and the Holy Ghost said, listen, shut up, sit down, be quiet, I got this thing. I'm a living witness how God is not only a heart fixer and a mind regulator, but do I have anybody that ain't afraid to admit that God is a tongue man Manager. God is a cosmic wordsmith. God is a mouth tanger. God will make you shut up when you want to go off because God knows if you go off, you will spoil your Christian witness. Somebody needs to give God a praise because you don't say everything that comes to your mind. Now, am I talking to anybody? Let's go ahead. Listen, listen. I need some folks to be real. Am I talking to anybody that know the Holy Ghost is real? No, don't y'all play with me. I need some folks that know the Holy Ghost is real. Can I tell you how you know the Holy Ghost is real? When you want to cuss somebody out, you say, child. You say, okay. You say, yeah, you're right. And here's the famous one. If you ever hear anybody say something like this, God bless your heart, you know you own Stupid Street. Therefore, you got to give God praise because everything that came to your mouth, came to your mind, did not come out of your mouth. God would tame your words. God would tame your tongue. God would tame your mouth. God would tame your heart. God will tame your thoughts. I'm a living witness. And I believe I got some more witnesses in the house that have to testify. Had not the Lord, as the old folks used to say back in Mississippi, turpentine my mind and my mouth. Ain't no telling what I would have said. You would have caught me on the wrong day at the wrong time under the wrong circumstances. And you would have wondered if I was saved. But when you got the Holy Ghost in your life, they could catch you at the wrong time on the wrong day under the wrong circumstances. And the Holy Ghost will keep you if you want to be kept. Let me. Uh, uh, yes, he will. Y yes, he will. Y yes, he will. Y yes, he will. And, and, and hold, hold, hold. This ain't even on the script. But let me tell you what else the Holy Ghost will make you do that you don't even want to do. 
the Holy Ghost will make you be kind and speak kindness to folks that you know have done you wrong. I'm a living witness. Let me. Which, which segues me to my last, my last move, my last point. And, and it's this. Uh, instead of cursing folks out, we need to bless them out. <laughs> uh, uh, instead of cursing folks out, we need to bless them out. Now, you know you got to have the Holy Ghost to, to do that. That's, that's in verse 9 through 12. James brings this to the forefront. James says, we bless God and our Father. And we curse humans with the same tongue. Out of our mouths comes both blessings and curses. And James says, you can't do that. We do it, but you shouldn't do that. You can't have fresh water and salt water from the same source. A fig tree can't give you olives. Mm-hmm. A grapevine can't give you figs. That for those of us, uh-oh, who have been born again, for those of us, uh-oh, who have been saved, there ought to be something different that comes out of our mouths. The Bible says that we can bless people or we can curse people. Words have power to change situations if they're spoken in faith. While we know people who are quick to say something negative, we as a people of faith, those of us who have been born again, need to start saying something positive. We need to learn how to bless people with our words. However, understand this, and here you can put this in the chat, your blessing ain't a blessing until it's been spoken. Ooh, I'm going somewhere with this. You just can't think about blessing somebody. You got to learn how to speak that blessing into existence. Yeah, I feel something pushing me right now. Because uh, you must understand uh, that there's a miracle in your mouth. Yeah, that, that there's, there's destiny in your tongue. And uh, St. Paul, I'm going to let you know that the first person you need to learn how to bless is yourself. Uh, the Bible says, uh, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the oppressed say, I am free. Let the sick say, I am healed. Let the poor say, I am well off. God, I feel something pushing me right now. When you're going through your crisis and a bad time, I dare you this morning to learn how to speak something positive over your situation. I don't know who I'm talking to in the house right now. 
But I need to tell somebody uh, that if you're facing your obstacles and you're climbing the rough side of the mountain, you got to learn uh, how to say to yourself, greater is he that's within me <laughs> than he that is within the world. You got to learn how to say when the devil is throwing everything at you, including the kitchen sink, uh, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You got to learn how to say to yourself when you're down and low and you don't know how you're going to make it that the God we serve is more than able to supply my needs according to his riches in glory. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. But I want to challenge you this morning instead of griping and mumbling. Instead of complaining and criticizing, I dare you to start quoting scripture to yourself. And I dare you to start blessing yourself. Instead of complaining about your poverty, I dare you to declare the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Instead of nagging about your family member who don't serve God, I dare you to declare as for me and my house we're gonna serve the Lord I dare you to quit complaining about nothing good ever happening to you and I dare you to say I am the head and not the tail and God is smiling on me good morning St. Paul may the Lord bless you real good I need to talk to some folks in the house right now that need a blessing spoken over your life. And since I am your pastor, and since I am your fellow disciple, will you let me speak a blessing over your life right now? Is there anybody in here that need a blessing over their life right now? Well, let me as your pastor give you a blessing right now. I declare you are blessed with God's supernatural wisdom. I declare that you got clear direction for your life. I declare you are blessed with creativity. I declare that God is ready to give you courage. I declare that God is ready to give you abundance. I declare you are blessed with a healing right now. I declare you are blessed with strength and dignity. I declare you are blessed with people who love you. I declare you are blessed with faith. You are blessed with favor. You are blessed with finances. You are blessed with fulfillment. I declare you are blessed with supernatural strength. You are blessed with success and promotion. You are blessed with divine protection. I declare you are blessed with a positive outlook on your life. I declare any curse that's spoken against you, any negative word that has come against you, I break it in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the country. You are blessed going out. You are blessed coming in. I declare 
everything you put your hands on shall prosper and succeed. You are blessed beyond your wildest imagination. Am I talking to anybody that know you are blessed? Am I talking to anybody that know you are favored? Am I talking to anybody that know that God has been better than you deserve? But you got to remember, faith without works is dead. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. So let me take last week and hook it up with this week. You got to be willing to talk the talk. You got to be willing to walk the walk. You got to be willing to speak blessings over your life and watch actions to make it happen. You got to speak. I can pass this class and open up your books and study your homework. You got to declare, I am healed and take your medicine and trust our God. You got to declare, I can have more and trust God when you ain't got much. But can I help you to make that declaration? Because the Bible says, let everything, good God Almighty, I don't preach myself happy. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. We have a saying when the praises. Else and I'd have made myself happy when the praises go up. Blessings come down. Is there anybody in the house right now that wants your blessing? I dare you to stand on your feet, lift up your hands, throw back your head, open up your mouth, give God a praise, and bring, and bring, and bring your blessings down. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Say yes. 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 Hey. 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 Speak blessings right now. Speak blessings over your life. Speak blessings over your children. Speak blessings over your family. Speak blessings over your church. Speak blessings over yourself. I am healed. I am delivered. I am all right. The Lord is good. Hey. 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 Watch, watch your mouth, watch your words, watch that tongue of yours. Let the Holy Ghost be your rudder, your bit, your fire extinguisher. 
because I'm here to tell you if you want to be kept the Holy Ghost will keep you uh huh watch your mouth watch your mouth the best thing you can do with your mouth is to give God a praise best thing you can do with your tongue is to say yes to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior um, I want to for those that are watching us online as well as for those that are in the house I want to lead you in a prayer of new life a brand new start of a new beginning your, your tongue sets that into action Romans 9 10 9 tells us for if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead we shall be saved uh, mouth and heart uh, words and deed I want to lead you in a prayer right now a prayer of new life prayer of a brand new start and if you're in the house or if you're watching us online I'm going to ask you to make a decision. If you're able to stand, would you stand? If you can't, don't, don't, don't press it. If you're not able, don't press it. As we prepare to go to the Lord, if you would, just repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I want you in my life. I believe you sent Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I am a sinner, and I need your grace. Forgive me of my sins. Send your Holy Spirit and make me the person you want me to be. I surrender, and I confess that you now are my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the gift of salvation. In the name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. If you would, just, if you're able to stand, just continue to remain standing for a moment. If you're watching us online, there are a couple of things I want you to do. If you're watching us online, and that prayer was meant for you, you want a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized and didn't understand what it was, but you now want to be serious about your walk with God. I want you to do me a favor. If you're on Facebook or on our church website, would you type in salvation in the chat box? Just type in salvation. You don't have to spell it right. If you got an S and an A and an N, we know what it means. When our digital minister is going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on telephone, email us at connectedspbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and a phone number. Somebody's going to reach out to you by 5 o'clock tomorrow and let you know what the next steps are to give your life to Christ. They're going to let you know. So do that right now. If you're in the church, 
You heard this word preached. You've been in this atmosphere. You know, I need God in my life for real. Uh, if that's you, would you just do the Lord the wonderful pleasure and just hold up your hand? If that's you, you know you need a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would you hold up your hand in the balcony on the floor? Hold up your hand. 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 Nothing to be ashamed of. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Remember, faith without works is dead. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Here's my second call. Here's my second call. If you're in the church and you're saying, listen, pastor, I'm already saved. I know who Jesus Christ is and the pardon of my sin, but I don't have a church home. Been coming here for a while. I would love to connect with St. Paul. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you know who Jesus Christ is, but you're not connected to a church, I would love for you to put your faith into action right now. I would love for you to come down. So if that's you, would you hold up your hand if you're in the house? Would you hold up your hand? 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 Nothing to be ashamed of. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. If you don't have a church home, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Nothing to be ashamed of. Hold up your hand. Faith without works is dead. Remember that. Remember that. Faith is you stepping out. Remember that. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hear me and hear me well. If you're watching us online, on Facebook, or on our website, if you would just type connect in the chat. One of our digital ministers are going to reach out to you. Or if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the phone, email us at connect.sbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309 and leave your name and a phone number where we can reach you. By 5 o'clock tomorrow, somebody's going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are if you do that. Amen. You may be seated. We've done as commanded, and yet there's still room at the cross for you. So let's give God praise for what God is doing even now. Beloved, we're getting ready to carry out the ordinance of communion. Getting ready to carry out the ordinance of communion. So for those that are watching us online, those that are watching us online, if you would get your bread and your grape juice. For those that are in the house, you ought to have your uh, communion element. I'm going to ask that um, whichever deacons are serving today, would you come down at this time? Amen. All right. At this time, we're going to ask if there's anyone that is here who does not have communion elements, would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Anyone that does not have communion elements, would you hold up your hand? Got someone over there? All right. Sister Rachel, amen. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Now, I need you all to do, a fa do, do the Lord a favor. If you're able, if you see someone that is struggling with opening their elements, if you know how to do it, would you help them, please? Would you help them? Amen. Would you help them? 
everybody has her or his communion elements. Let us bow our heads. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to reflect and to remember what you did for us on that Thursday night. We don't take for granted, oh God, and we come with watchful mouths right now to bless your name. God, you took a meal for your people, the children of Israel, and you transformed it into the meal for the church. We don't take this for granted. Forgive us, oh God, of our sins, sins of action and word and deed, sins of omission and commission. God, forgive us right now. We come to this table, to this moment, knowing we have fallen short of your word. So Lord, make us brand new right now. Let us not take this meal irreverently, but let us take it with the respect that it deserves with a sense of fear and awe and trembling thank you God for each and every person that is watching us online at home or wherever they may be as well as those that are in the sanctuary to partake of this meal and we give you thanks in Jesus name amen beloved it was on a faithful Thursday night when Jesus Christ was in the upper room with his disciples that he took a loaf of bread. He lifted it toward heaven. He blessed it and he broke it, saying, take, eat. This is my body that shall be given for thee. Let us eat. Likewise, he took a common cup. He lifted it to his father, and after he had given thanks, he passed it around and told his disciples, drink all of it. But this is the blood of the new covenant that is shed for the remissions of sin. Let us drink. The Bible says afterwards, they sang the hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives. Beloved, we shall do likewise. You will throw away your container as you head out. And so at this time, I'm going to give the benediction. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To know wise God, I will say you be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore. Amen. Ushers, would you dismiss our disciples and guests starting from the back to the front so that we can exit safely and securely? God bless you. Have a smile upon you. Hope to see you on Thursday night for Thankful Thursday. And remember... Watch your mouth. When you begin to think about what God has done in your life, you learn, see what this praise is. This is the kind of praise you praise God and the music catch up with you.
can reflect over your life without one drum beat, without one note on the keyboard, but for you to do what David said, to open up your mouth and let your mouth be your instrument behind that mask, if you could just look. Get up, finish the course. He's already worked out the details for your arrival. And while you're walking in the direction of your future, trust God when people talk about you. Trust God when you don't have.